Are you ready to do something about your great idea? Do you need help and encouragement to get those words off the computer screen and into the hands of an eager reader? What about podcasting? Do you have something you want to share? Well, I can help. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I'm an author, a publisher, a podcaster, and a serial entrepreneur. And best of all, I'm your host on the Writing and Podcasting Advice Show. Visit writingandpodcastingadvice.com for more information and come on in. Let's get started. If you're like me, you have an idea or something that you would like to see in print. And that's how I felt many years ago. Hey, everyone, this is Felice Gerwitz. This is episode two um, in the writing and podcasting advice uh, episode. And we are going to be discussing um, writing and publishing and probably a whole lot more. Uh, So a lot of this information comes from my book, Information in a Nutshell, uh, Writing and Publishing, and you can find it um, over at Amazon um, as well as on my website. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was um, was some of the points that really um, hit me as I was talking about um, this topic to a friend. And there were some things that in hindsight, I wish I had known. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to podcast about this. You know, one of my fun fun projects that I do, and I do a lot of different things, um, and that is that I consult with authors and help them get their book into print. And while it has been a really fun adventure for me, one of the things I've learned is that even if you have a great book or a great blog, if no one knows about it, it doesn't do any good, right? Um, You've put all this time and effort into it and nobody is reading your work. So while I would start in the reverse, I'm going to give you the way uh, most people talk about writing and publishing. And the first is to know your market, The second is to write your book. The third is to find an agent, um, if you're going to do that. If not, you're going to skip down to self-publish, but we'll just keep going. The fourth is the agent finds a publisher. The fifth is uh, you you would self-publish if you decide to forego steps three and four. The next one is your book is printed, and then the last is marketing your book. And I really wish it were that easy. One of the best pieces of advice I can give you in this podcast is the marketing piece. If you have a great idea or a great topic for a book, what I would recommend is you start speaking about it. You know, can you uh, speak to a small group, gather some people that might be interested? Do you know something that no one else does? Or do you have information that someone needs? Or maybe you're just going to entertain if you're writing a novel or maybe even an autobiography. Now, I used to say uh, that if you're going to write an autobiography and you're not a famous person, you're probably wasting your money. And that was advice that I gave some of my own clients. And I have to say that they have proved me wrong. And in the um, episode notes on uh, this episode, let's talk about writing, I'm going to have some links uh, to Amazon. And these are some of the books that I helped the authors uh, get published. 
And it's really amazing to me because these ladies have sold quite a few books, so they have proved me wrong. And one of the reasons that they've proved me wrong is because they're speakers. They speak to their church groups, they speak on panels, um, they speak to women's groups. And so because of that, they've been able to get the word out about their life stories, and they are very good and entertaining and well-written. So while knowing your market is is important, it's also important to have a place where you can share your work and the information with others that would would enjoy it as well. So let's say that you want to, you know, write something and, and knowing your market is really important. And that is, you know, who would want to read the book? And that's why I put that as number one. And that is very crucial. If I talk to an author and they say um, their answer to that question, um, who are you marketing this for, is everyone, then I know that they haven't done their research. While everyone may be a blanket term to mean, you know, your father, your brother, your uncle, that's really, as, as you've just heard me state, men, right? Or if they would say, you know, your mother, your aunt, your sister, then of course we've got a female audience. So knowing who your market is, and and for a lot of the people that I've worked with, their market is going to be pretty much their gender. However, I have worked with ministries. And so if I've worked with a pastor, then their audience is going to be broader. So it will be cross-gender, right? And so for, for that reason, I really, um, you know, specifically ask that you know your market, know who you're targeting, because that will help you with your voice and who you're uh, writing your book for. And the same thing goes if you're writing a blog post, you know, who are is your target market. If your target market is moms, you know, maybe it's moms um, of a certain age. You know, I can't imagine on a podcast that I do called Vintage Homeschool Moms that some mom who has been around a while, like I have, is going to be listening to that show, right? So my target for that show is going to be younger moms You know, or maybe moms who who want to hear more about a topic that I'm talking about, like I had a a podcast that I did on organizing fast. So that might be, you know, even a more veteran mom may want to hear and, and maybe pick up some organizing tips. But for the most part, you are going to be targeting a specific market, and it's important that you know that market. The next thing you should do is really research. Knowing the topic is going to be so much easier than something that is outside of your frame of reference. You know, while it's not impossible, you know, to do that, it's going to take an inordinate amount of time. Jumping online to research is not a guarantee of good information. In fact, you could be sharing misinformation. Um, And if you're wishing to be the author that travels to exotic locales, wait until you get a five or six figure book deal before you can do that. Um, I remember reading about these authors that were researching, you know, different uh, exotic locales or going to Europe. And I thought, oh, how fun that would be. However, the thought of bringing all of my children with me on the, on the voyage wasn't really that exciting. So I decided that if I wanted to do something like that, it would have to wait until my kids were grown up. Although I know a lot of families that travel. 
But you know, it's whatever you're comfortable with. And the same thing um, when I am, you know, writing a blog post or even putting together show notes, um, as I call them for my podcast. This topic obviously took me a lot less time to research because I have written 19 books. So if I had not written or co-authored, you know, that many books, then I probably would have had to do a lot of research here. And I'm not going to go through every point that I just shared with you um, earlier in the broadcast, but that is actually out of my book and my book goes into it in more detail. So, you know, knowing your topic is going to make it a lot easier for you to share about it. And, you know, that's what I really love about writing Um if you're writing a blog post, it's really similar to podcasting because it allows you to stay in touch with your audience. And so being in touch with your audience is important uh, no matter what you're writing. And for me, it gives me the clarity and the focus to share ideas that maybe wouldn't make it into a full book. You can think of blog posts and podcasts as bite-sized information. And on the next episode, episode number three, I'm going to be giving a more detailed view of what podcasting is. So why did I write a book? And especially on writing and publishing. Well, after this commercial break, I will be right back and I will share for you uh, some of the reasons that I wrote a book on writing and publishing and ways that you can use this information to write a book of your own. We'll be right back. Many years ago, I had a desire to write a book, and instead, I put aside my dreams and decided I needed to research and really explore all of the nuances in writing and publishing. Well, 10 years went by before I finally wrote that first book. Don't wait. Don't wait for tomorrow. Discover today how you can turn your ideas into a published book. You can learn the insider tips from me, Felice Gerwitz. Writing and publishing is the first book in the Information in a Nutshell series. This small book will give you the tools you need to get started fast. I've helped many writers to realize their dream of writing and publishing. You can contact me as an author consultant at Felice at MediaAngels.com or head over to Amazon and look for the book Writing and Publishing by Felice Gerwitz. Becoming a published author is within your grasp. Learn how now. and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz, and this is Writing and Podcasting Advice. Uh, Today, I am talking to you um, about getting the idea um, off your computer and into the hands of an eager reader. And this is episode number two, and you can find the show notes at writingandpublishingadvice.com. Well, knowing your market's important and knowing what you're writing about is important as well. Uh, But why would anybody write a book on writing and publishing? There's a ton of things out there, right? And if you want to sell books, it's not good to write a book on something everyone else has written, is it? Well, that's what I would typically say. And as I shared earlier um, with the ladies who proved me wrong on autobiographies that have done extremely well selling their own, 
um, and it even didn't have any salacious content. You know, you always think that uh, that kind of thing sells, and these are just your normal people on the street, you know, people you might see next to you at church, um, and they are um, doing really, really well. Most of these um, books dealt with faith in some way. And so... One of the things that I found uh, was that I was invited to speak at a conference, and it was a very large conference. And so um, as I was preparing my notes without any idea at all that I was going to be um, writing a book on the topic um, of my talk, I decided to look into um, writing and publishing uh, because I was, um, you know, going to be a featured speaker and talk about the topic. So I thought, well, let me get some resources together and I can recommend these resources. So I recommended some tried and true books that I had on my shelf, and most were about 400 pages or more. Um, I had decided to write long, long ago and actually shelved the idea uh, when I had gotten some responses um, from some of the publishing houses, um, and if they actually uh, send you something that's not a form letter, you're doing really well. And I received a lot of critique for my work. Um, some of the things were like too verbose, uh, like too many words. Um, others were really good, you know, points to consider. And I decided, you know what, I really need to learn about the writing and publishing process. So I did. I took about what, what turned out to be about. 10 years um, and really looked into it, read about it, researched it. And um, so when I finally went to write my first book, it was not at all on the topic that I thought I would write about. I wanted to write a novel. I wanted to write children's um, fiction. But instead, I ended up writing a book called Teaching Science and Having Fun. Now, it's in its fifth edition. It has been cited as one of the top 100 um, books in a top pick curriculum book by Kathy Duffy, who uh, does curriculum reviews, and it was in her 100 and 101 top picks. So it was a book that did um, pass the test of time, um, you know, and, and went on to be reprinted many times and is available on Amazon. Um, however, the fact that I wrote a book that was totally out of my comfort zone or something that I thought I would write, um, it was a book I had a lot of experience with because I had homeschooled my children for many years and gathered a lot of information about science because they were both very interested in science. And and so as I looked at... Um, at this talk I was going to do, and as I looked at the books on my shelf, and as I thought back upon you know, my experience in writing and publishing and my successes, as well as helping other people get published and working as an author consultant just because it was fun, um, I couldn't really find anything that would be new or inspiring for a new author. So I, as I um, ordered books and looked through some books, I did find some, you know, good books out there, but everything I found didn't grab me. It didn't start giving me information I could use quickly. And so I wanted to hit these points. The first was I wanted a book that was easy to read and not going to break the bank, not super expensive. The second was I wanted a book that would take the same amount of time to read as if we had a one-to-one -one meeting about writing and publishing. So if you and I were sitting down and we were going to talk about the writing and publishing 
just the process, okay? Um, it would take probably about four hours. And amazingly enough, this book took about four hours to read. Um, another point I wanted was I didn't want it to overwhelm the reader. One of the books I found at the library talked like right at the very front of the book about distribution woes. If you're just trying to get a book out there, you definitely don't want to even think about distribution, right? And I mean, now there's so many great options out there. But even though there are some great and easy options, they're not all uh, created equally. In fact, some people will rob you blind and charge you gobs of money, you know, anywhere from 15000 to 25000 to um, publish your book when it's, it's not going to get the book out there and you'll never recoup your money. So my goal when I charge one of my clients is that they should be able to recoup their money within at least the first year. And so, you know, it needs to, in fact, it needs to be a reasonable amount, but I'm, I'm going to do a little segue here. Uh, one of my more recent clients was very, very thorough. He had a book about his experiences working in the computer age. Back in the day of mainframe computers, and this book is very, very funny. Well, when he sent me the the um, you know the the query for how much it would cost, and he told me a little bit about his book, and he sent me a chapter before I will even give anybody a price. I want to see what their work is like. So he sent me a middle chapter of his book, and I, I was very engaged. So I gave him a ballpark figure of what it would be. And I, you know, I usually speak to my clients ahead of time and I have a flat rate for the phone conversation. So anyway, we had this conversation and I sent him, um, you know, the, um, the document that had all the pricing. Well, he sent me back a spreadsheet. Now, did I mention he had been in the computer industry? So he knows how to use every software program like way more than I, I ever will. And so he sent me back the spreadsheet and he compared my pricing to someone else's pricing. And I thought, oh my gosh, you have got to be kidding me. So as I looked at each of the, you know, the, my pricing and this other person's pricing, and his question was, why are you so cheap? And I found that this other company was charging gobs of money for something that would actually take me about 10 minutes to set up, so I don't charge anything for it. And so, you know, that was one of the things I went through, and I asked him if I could keep it. Um, And so, you know, it was something that was, you know, really eye-opening to me, and no, I did not go up to that astronomical price of this other person that he had been actually considering using. And so... You know, one of the things I will say is do your research, um, especially because there are a lot of what we called vanity press out there um, that will say that they are publishing your book, but actually um, they are just, you know, getting your book in print for a ridiculous amount of money and um, and not really promoting um, or selling or distributing the book. So just be careful of that. But anyway, uh, going back to this, I didn't want to overwhelm the reader um, and I wanted to, the, the fourth point was I wanted to have a few but very important resources. And another thing was I wanted to make this book um, have information that you could use right away. You know, I wanted you to have um, information about, you know, um, what 
bogus reviews are. I wanted you to have some information like some successful authors I knew, um, some of their success stories. I wanted you to have information such as how to write a query letter um, and, and to have, again, some really good resources. So that was why I wrote this book because I wanted to give the author information that they could use quickly. And even though there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other books on writing and publishing, I felt that my book stood out for the reasons that I just gave you. Um, And so that's what you have to look at. What is something that you can do, you can write, you know, that that is different, that has clarity, that maybe is a topic you love, um, that you can share with others that is going to be beneficial for them and is also going to be successful for you. And of course, you know, success is um, obviously so many uh, different people have different versions of what success is. And, you know, I'm going to let you make that determination on your own. But for me, success was the ability to be able to teach someone because after all, that is my um, you know, education background. Um, I am a teacher. So uh, to be able to teach someone information that they could use was very, um, made me very happy. And I felt like that in and of itself um, was successful if I was able to do that. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your your time. And next time, we are going to talk about podcasting on episode number three. I hope to talk to you soon. Be sure to run over to iTunes. Um, if you listen to Stitcher, any kind of podcast app, and give this podcast a star rating and share it with other people because you know what? Um, this Christian Podcast Network is only going to be successful with you sharing God's Word to others, and you can do that by sharing our podcast with others. Take care, everybody. God bless, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Writing and Podcasting Advice Show. You may contact me via email at felice at mediaangels.com or via social media. Let me know how I can help you launch your career.